drive energy fine 23 much like the rusty wilsey era for our beloved denver broncos 2023 is over let's hide let's hide but we're not going to hide today from the year that was we are going to talk about all the great moments in the golf world live pga tour uh, you name it, it happened in golf this year. We're going to give our awards for the 2023 year, uh, get into some good Twitter follows, talk about some great wins, some surprises of 2023, uh, and kind of wrap up the year for you all. I am your host at Big Drive Spence here with at Big Drive Mitch, our lovely producer, Marissa. Finishing out the year, well, we do have one more episode, uh, Festive Friday. Make sure to check that out. That is our last Festive Friday, so check that out on our YouTube on Friday. If you're not watching this on the YouTube and you're listening, check it out. Get to see our faces. You get to see our lovely graphics and additions that go with this 2023 wrap-up episode. And it's all brought to you by our friends over at Pins and Aces. I've got the comfy waffle polo on. We both got the hats on right now. Um, Pins and Aces, I'm sure if you didn't get what you wanted for Christmas from Pins and Aces, use our code now, BDE, go out there, get yourself some new golf stuff. It's safe to buy yourself clothes again. Now that Christmas is over, I, I had to really hold out, you know, I'm a get what you want when you want it kind of guy always. And now that Christmas is over, I got some new gifts. I can fully go and buy myself the things I didn't get, but I still wanted uh, and you can do that at Pins and Aces. Get yourself some golf gear for 2024. Uh, the season will be here before we know it in the cold weather states. And if you're in, you know, the warm weather, South Carolina's, Arizona's, enjoy it. Get yourself some Pins and Aces gear. Use our promo code BDE and save yourself 15% off and get free shipping. They've got great polos, uh, hats, joggers, hoodies. If you're in the, the cold weather states like us, T-shirts, um, had new head covers for the 2024 year. You want to wrap up your 2023 year and be done with it in terms of the golf world. You definitely want to get on some pins and aces gear. Use our code BDE, 15% off. All right, let's tee it up. Hello, friends. Welcome to this tradition unlike any... <laughs> Did somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was mashed. <laughs> Can't believe this is the last episode of 2023. <clears throat> it's flown by. It, it usually does. It usually does. And mathematically, you know, the older we get, the quicker time the goes. quicker time goes and i don't know how to exactly explain it but obviously you know when you're one a year is your entire life <laughs> yeah pretty when you're 50 one year is two percent of your entire life and so on yeah and so it just is a constant battle of battle year, against year, time yeah years go years going by quicker father quicker time is quicker. undefeated as we've seen throughout all sports um i thought it was a great year though I mean, we're going to recap the golf year. Uh, lots of good things. Do you know what is just crazy to me is, you know, day to day, week to week, it doesn't feel like life changes that much. And then you look back on a year and you see like all that's changed and you're like, holy shit, like what a wild year. Yeah, it just goes by and then you will start 2024 and we'll be like, oh my God, I can't believe it's 2024. And I still like, if somebody asked me what year it is, it's like, like 2018. Yeah. There's, there's like <laughs> those years that stick in your mind of yeah. it's always that year. And I think 20, yeah, 2018, maybe 2019. And then maybe it's the COVID thing where 2020 through 2022 is kind of all a blur, but how are we almost four years removed from the start of COVID? That's insane to me. That is insanity to think like I, but it's so crazy too. Like since COVID I bought and sold a house, I moved States. Uh, we both quit the golf course. 
like so much has changed. We've made career changes. We've made lifestyle changes. We've like so many fucking things have changed. It's yeah, insane. In 365 days. It's just yeah. fucking blink of an eye and it's gone. Before <laughs> we talk about the golf year, though, uh, let's get into your week. We'll ask Marissa how her week was. Christmas uh, has come and gone again. How was it? How's your Christmas being out here living at my house again? What, yeah. What's the what's the story like? It's our bathroom great. scenario is kind of a disaster in the, the morning. The bathroom is the toughest. We've touched on it before, but of course it's going to be a bone of contention. Um, Spencer immediately was like, you need to learn some bathroom etiquette again. I'm like, dude, you want me to pack all my shit up every time I brush my teeth? Like, I'm going to leave the stuff out on the counter. And plus, you only use that bathroom to shower. You don't use it for everything else. I use it for everything. So you, and I get that it's your house. I need to respect your space. But at the same time, I feel like when I'm staying there, you know, it's kind of my bathroom a little bit. Yeah, no, it is. It It is your bathroom, and you and your girlfriend are staying down there, so I try to respect that space. But I think my biggest, not problem, but like... Oh, I almost pulled the fucking... Uh, oh, I, yeah. I almost ate shit coming, trying to get in the in the shower, because you have the big stand-up tubs, like, you know, those big, tall, deep tubs. And somehow I'm supposed to shower in that. And I got in, and, like, my foot slipped... And I immediately reach out and grab the bar on the wall. Like I didn't rip it fully out of the wall, but it's like hanging there. <laughs> um, and it's just, a, dude, it's it's tough. Like I'm not the tallest person in the world, so that helps uh, or doesn't help. And same with my girlfriend. Like honestly, there's a few times where I've like helped her into the shower. Like she's an old lady, but she's just if you have nothing to grab onto and you're not a tall person, you could just go ass over tea kettle like before you know it. I, I've almost slipped on it multiple times and had to grab the I've never grabbed the the towel rack rack, but I've grabbed the uh, shower curtain, which isn't the best idea because oh that could come down quick. But that thing's screwed into the roof. Is there a worse feeling in the world than that moment? Your one of your feet goes out like you just feel it and you're either going to do the splits <laughs> or you're going to fall over backwards. Like I have a bruise the size of a fucking melon in on the inside of my leg. It, it hurt because I hit my leg on the inside of the tub when I was slipping. So I had one foot in in the tub, one foot out of the tub, and I had to like get out and walk it off. I was I was heated. I was not happy. Yeah, it it's a definitely I it's a choice. Um, obviously we're renting the house, but I wanted to ask the guy. The owner came over like two weeks ago to fix some stuff, and I wanted to be like, dude, really? Two like both of our tubs in our house are like the deep full soaker tubs, which great. You know, if you have like a master bath or mass, yeah, master bathroom, like a true master bathroom yeah. and you have a stand up shower, have one of these, you know, super nice addition to like a house. But I, those soaker tubs should not be the only option in a home. Correct. Yeah. Especially downstairs where, you know, usually it's just company. I guess they kind of maybe built it to have people upstairs and downstairs. So yeah. that may be the the thing. There's basically two apartments in my house, but enough of my fucking well, architecture. I, I mean, we're I gotta ask Marissa because I know neither of us are bath people, but is is there any upside to like do you take baths? No. No, they're gross. Regular people don't take baths. I think they're gross. Yeah. You're yeah. just sitting in your own water. No. Yeah. Kylie takes a bath actually fairly often, but she just like sits in there and it's almost like she doesn't even like it's like not really a like clean yourself. Yeah, it's like it's a like, therapeutic type of thing. Yeah. But what's but, the point? Because then you soak yourself, you're sitting in there forever, and then you have then to you're shower. Like rinse off. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, that's too much effort. Maybe yeah. you're already in that tub at least. So that's you got a leg up there. You don't dude, have to get yeah, out of it. I'm sorry, but if you're like a dude and you're taking a bath often, uh um, Yeah, that's a red flag. Yeah, your your shit just like floats. Yeah. Not really your shit, but yeah, you're, you're it's like a buoy. Yeah. In the water. It's like a little raft. Yeah. A little life raft. <laughs> and I just like can't, like, especially if the water's like Ricky stagnant. Gervais actually did a bit on that. Um, but yeah, it's, the, yeah, you're just sitting there. It's too quiet. Um, unless, you know, you got like a beer. I did see a commercial where a dude was taking a bath with a beer and like watching a game. I could get behind that. But at that point, it's like, just get a hot tub. Yeah. Like, oh, why I'm are you just sitting in a warm bath? Or you just sit on the couch and do that. <laughs> like you don't need to be in water. Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all in on the hot tub scenario. I think, but also a TV in my bathtub will be a thing once I have my own house. 
Like that's not that hard to install. I could do it right now. Yeah. In the house I'm currently in, but I don't own it, so I'm not gonna waste my time. That would be a good. And call. I don't take baths right now. Um, so. we did get our tattoos this week. We did. We, just yesterday. We finally fulfilled our what ten years now. Our ten we, year we prophecy agreed on this in probably 2013. When yeah, when so when the Broncos Insane. lost the Super Bowl to Russell Wilson, the Seahawks, ten years ago, which feels like a lifetime. Uh, we agreed that we would get every Denver sports team that won a championship. We'd get a tattoo of their logo or or some some of the sort major of, major four. Sports. Yeah, the major four. Uh, I'm not getting an Outlaws logo. Yeah, or Rapids. Yeah, Miss that. Um, but the <laughs> Broncos won the Super Bowl in 2015, so we got Broncos tattoos. And then it's been a while. Of course, the Nuggets won the NBA title last year, and then two years ago, the Avs won the Stanley Cup. I got my Nuggets tattoo without you. I was just kind of excited, didn't want to wait. Fair enough. Um, but then yesterday we went down to uh, the tattoo shop down here in Denver, uh, Bound by Design. Dope. Tim Art. Um, yeah, what's his Instagram? At cat, catfish.tim, I'm pretty sure. I think it is, yeah. Um, but he does a great job. Killed Funny it. dude just to hang out with. Um, but he killed it on my abs tattoo. And then Mitchell got both of the... The Larry O'Brien Trophy and the Stanley Cup, like coming out of some mountains that he already has on his arm, and then the the year the Avs won it, all three years, and then the year that the Nuggets won it, um, and I got the Avs alternate division logo, um, the triangle, the triangle, the mountain with the C and the mountain in it, and then uh, looks the, very dope though. The three years around uh, on each side that the Avs have won the Cup, so. We're going to be in an interesting predicament once our teams win it again, which could be this year. I mean, there's no doubt that both of our teams are in the top five in, in hockey and basketball place, yeah. that have a chance to win the title. Nuggets may be number one still. Avs are probably sitting around three or four. Um, but we're, we're going to be in a predicament once they win one again, but that's a good predicament for us to have. I thought about getting a Rockies one and just putting never under it. Like, because we get the years you win championships. We will never win a championship. Uh, I disagree with that. That's a hill I will literally die on because I think I'll die before we, the Rockies win a, a World Series. I bet they win one before we're 75. I'll give them another 45 years. Okay. Yeah. I, you want to shake on that? Yeah. Let's it, do it. Okay. Before I turn 75 we're both years alive. old. Yeah. <laughs> I, if this podcast is still going and we're both 75 years that old. That would be out of pocket. <laughs> I, I don't think anybody wants that. That would be out of hand. All right, Marissa, how was your Christmas break? I guess it's kind of sucked. Christmas is on a Monday. It felt a little weird. Oh, it was dark Like shit. we went to the Nuggets game and I won't get into that anymore, but basically <laughs> it felt like a break. And then kind of yesterday was like, do you want to go to work? This whole week is like, maybe, yeah, everybody's like, should I go don't. back to work Tuesday? Should I, you know, just take the week off? But it wasn't really a Christmas break. I don't feel like how was your, how was your Christmas? It was good. I didn't do much. I feel like I'm always doing stuff. Like I'm always moving around. So I literally didn't get out of my PJs. I sat in them all day. And That's the best. Yeah. And I ate a lot of food. I did go to the gym. So, wow. yeah, Respect. it was, I was dedicated How many to the people on Christmas there? day, uh, or, not on Christmas day, but okay. on Christmas Eve and then the next day. So I, I took one day off this week, which is normal. I've taken this entire time being in Colorado off. So I can feel my heart rate just slowly rising. <laughs> my resting heart rate, it's going to be beating out of my chest here before we know it. Um, so you said you already took your Christmas decorations down. I did take my Christmas decorations down. I waited one day. That's and aggressive. Then, See, it just makes me sad, like, thinking about that. I shouldn't get sad, but I do. But here's my reasoning. We set up our Christmas stuff before Thanksgiving. Oh, So okay. we had it all the way from, like, yeah, like, November 1st, kind of, to, like, Christmas Day. And I finally, I'm not a big Christmas music person. I don't like the, I mean, I'll enjoy well, it for the day. By, by your draft, I think we dominated. We'll get into that, but... <laughs> Uh, you're definitely not a Christmas music person. No, 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 not at all. So I, I, I told Christian, I was like, I'm going to do, I'm going to get rid of it. And he's like, well, it's going to take you a couple days. Like, don't worry about it. It took me one hour. That's efficiency. Yeah. There. I shoved them all in new boxes and bins. They're organized and labeled and they're, they're stacked and ready to go for next year. <laughs> That's locked in. I love that. It's I, kind of like a rip the bandaid off type thing. Like how much longer are we going to 
I was always kind of like the first week of January, you take the stuff down. Well, I think that's like what you're supposed to do. It's like technically like you're supposed to leave it till then. Okay. Like I got a lot of crap from my family um, and Christian's family. I got called the Grinch a couple times yesterday, but you know. No, not you. I'll own it. <laughs> Miss All Black. Yes. Hey, right. I'm wearing brown today. Yeah. No, you're very col- colorful outfit today. Thank I'm you. the All Black one. Not going to lie. I want to take my Christmas decorations down. Because it's... It's over now, and like it kind of just like weighs on you. Yeah, just, no, I like, I, I don't li- I like. Like I said, it's like lights. rip the bandaid off. Just yeah. get it over with. I like seeing the lights, but every time you go inside, when you, the, when you're putting Christmas decorations up, or Christmas is in two weeks or a week, you're like, oh, this is exciting. It's coming. You know, there's still the decorations up. There's still the music, but day after day after Christmas is all all time worst day of the year, in my opinion. Oh, uh, yeah, probably. Especially this year, being on Tuesday, and- or the day of the the day after the Super Bowl. That's a- that we could rank worst days of the year. <laughs> like that <laughs> would actually holidays. Yeah, we could rank worst days of the year. Yeah, I mean those are probably my least two favorite. Um, or just the days when literally any day where it's only baseball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, so- those are my least favorite days yeah, of the year. Yeah, that shit sucks. I might need to get into some sort of soccer situation, which is going to be effort for me, but I just, I can't just do baseball at this point. I'm, I'm fucking out on that. <laughs> yeah. It's, especially with no excitement in baseball for us and our, our home team and our team that we grew up watching. Games. Maybe we just pick a different team. I've tried, but I just can't. Should we agree? What about like, uh, what about like the Mariners? No, they're like even worse, uh, worse for wear than the Rockies are. I wouldn't. I, no, yeah, you might be right. Um, what about the Cincinnati Reds? Dude, they're kind of a fun. Let's at least pick a good team. What about the Orioles? They're. I'd be. I, yeah, I can get behind the Orioles. They're not in the Rockies division or conference. Um, they're a fun story, but I just can't do it, dude. I can't get myself to like another team. I've tried. Multiple times. I actually kind of became a White Sox fan, but that is probably the worst. Like, they're right there with the Rockies. Like, why everything I... T- I'm like Medusa. Everything I look at freezes and turns to stone. Yeah, that that's a rough franchise to be. I don't want to be like, oh, I'm a Yankees fan or I'm a Dodgers fan. That'll never happen. My girlfriend's a Mets fan. That's equally terrible but yeah. at least they spend money at least they try to be good yeah there's always the... would, you, would you rather root for a team that doesn't try to be good and is not good or a team that spends money every year especially baseball is different because no salary cap so you can literally buy a team you know and steve cohen the owner of the mets is probably the richest dude in the mlb one of the richest owners if not the richest so it's like if he could buy a championship or if your team could buy a championship and they just don't like how shitty is that yeah it's i it's it's expectations is all it is mm-hmm. like if you we don't have any expectations for the rockies so when they exceed those there it's a little bit more exciting we like when they win any about, games it's semi-exciting we were talking about that with tim our tattoo artist yesterday people just had lower expectations uh with everything a lot a lot of people would be less disappointed which is kind of a pessimistic outlook on life but you don't expect much then you know everything's gravy on top yeah exactly expectations low you can always exceed them and <laughs> that's how you should live your life but um no I'm, i'd rather have my team spend money and and have some sort of expectations because it is it's not fun when you have to go into every season and just not expect anything yeah no i agree yeah it, you'd rather see the effort there than than no effort than everybody just constantly saying sell the team and hating the owner and i don't like the owner of the of our said baseball team but it's just like a constant like this is what it is just in like try to enjoy certain players or them winning games or whatever it is i feel like baseball is the last sport and we'll kind of wrap this up i'm sorry i'm talking about fucking baseball here but uh, i feel like baseball is the last sport that there's still a lot of like old school family ownership like the momforts that there's no, there's a few football franchises like the Bears that are still owned by like an old family that's it's been in the family for you know decades and decades. But for the most part, I think that uh, baseball is like the last sport where there's still 
not like super loaded billionaires just coming in and scooping up franchises. Like when's the last, I mean, there hasn't been very many baseball teams sold in the last five, 10 years, if I'm not mistaken. I don't believe so. No. Okay. I believe it's just like rolling, just rolling on. Cause I would prefer if uh, the Broncos ownership group would buy the Rockies. Imagine just having unlimited money and buying a team in a sport with no salary cap. That would be pretty fire that you can, we would be talking, we would legitimately like have a shot at getting Shohei Otani, which is now over. Like it's done, but it's fun. Like thought. Yeah. Baseball in general is kind of, I'm kind of just out on it with the whole, obviously Otani, the Dodgers sucks for us, but the amount of money that the Dodgers spent and the no salary cap in sports is one of the dumbest things in the world. Yeah. Makes for n- not fair, not even competition. We were actually talking yesterday that hockey is like feels like the most proportionate salary cap to player salary professional sport out of like the major four yeah oh by far and well it's it's the salary cap is one thing but then the fact that like your best players in the world are making 12 to 15 million a year and then the rest of the team is the worst players on a professional team are in the one you know maybe under just under 1 million that's a big difference from Guys in the NFL who make 550K, I think, is the bet minimum. And you've got quarterbacks making 50 plus K. It's a huge Million. discrepancy. Yeah. Granted, the position's a little bit more important, but it's uh it's just a yeah, it's not fair. And it and, feels like hockey's the most competitive year in, year out. Like the parody, it's probably the hardest to create a uh, a dynasty in just because it, the salary cap is so tight. And, you know, you can't just go buy a team like i mean the lightning have been very good the abs are very good but the salary cap situation in, in sports is just a, a frustrating thing yeah so let's move to a sport uh that we talk about with no salary cap <laughs> and it's based on how you actually play no guaranteed money no guaranteed money and based on how you actually perform and get into our 2023 awards so we're not going to do the lame you know the all the lame awards that you hear on the Emmys or, you know, best picture and this and that. But the ESPYs. We, we do have some good ones. So we have biggest villain. Um, let's just start with biggest villain. So you go for it. Biggest villain of 2023. Had to throw it out there. There's a lot of there's a lot of mediocre level villains, but this just dropped a couple weeks ago. As we know, John Rahm is now on the live tour. And so John Rahm is gonna be my nominee for biggest villain of twenty twenty three because not only is live obviously it's very hated by the PGA Tour players they talk a lot of shit about it but Rom was a guy that seemed to there's a lot of guys behind the scenes and and it's maybe because they're not as popular they're not as good you know I was looking through Billy Horschel yeah I was looking through the the 2023 <laughs> wins um from the PGA Tour just kind of going through some stuff and like Rom won 3 of the first 6 events insane and and so he was cooking he's in his prime he's from spain he's likable he's got everything and he like i was saying there's players on the pga tour that don't necessarily speak out now maybe they do speak out more but their their voice isn't really heard because they're not at the the popularity level of a john rom but he has to go down as the biggest villain of the year because he there were so many quotes from his interviews of you know live is not for me it's not just about the money it's this and that and then the format the everything yeah and then two weeks later or three weeks later we see him live letterman's jacket and all doing interviews on cnn i mean the it was quickly dwarfed by the shohei otani contract but that was like one of the biggest quote-unquote contracts in sports and the something that live does differently than the pga tour which is, you know, also something to keep in mind. Of course, the money is substantially more. They're going to make substantially more, but it's also for a mid-level player, it's guaranteed money. It's you're signing a contract to play for this. You can make more on top of that winning and doing different things, but it's the BGA Tour is a true grind and you, you can call people quitters for joining live like they don't want to have to win to keep, you know, stay alive or win Q school like we talked about last week those five players that'll be on the PGA Tour next week but they're signing a contract for now they still have to play decent but they feel like they're going to get that amount of money which is 
a lot more than you can make on the PGA Tour. I mean, there's guys that won multiple times that I won't bury, I'll bury the lead here and not talk about him right now, but there's a guy that won on the PGA Tour twice this year, back-to-back wins, huge wins, uh, and he made $6 million. And Rom is going to make 10 times that in one year on the Live Tour. Now, Rom and this player are very different skill levels at very different points of their career, but the guaranteed money has to be something that's thought about by the players. And that that makes Rom the biggest villain because Live and PGA obviously still haven't figured anything out. Yeah. And he was so outspoken. He he's, you know, requested a few things that could make it better on the PGA tour, which will uh come up here in a little bit as well. But he was there's like a if if you would have taken the beginning of the year in a, a five of the 20 best players on the PGA tour, five guys that you'd never thought would go to live. Yeah. You'd have your Rory's. You'd have your, you know, Scotty Scheffler's doesn't seem like a live guy, but Rom probably would have fallen in one of those five. Yeah, Rom to live was not on the 2023 bingo card. No, 100% <laughs> not. Well, and like you said, but he was like the wolf in sheep's clothing kind of thing where he vehemently, you know, disagreed with everything that uh, Liv had to say, Liv was doing, this and that, and then just so so quickly, at least from the public perspective, how he flipped sides. Like, who knows what was said behind closed doors and all this, but he uh, just just such a quick jump for everybody. And like we said previously, we won't dive down the rabbit hole, but he could ultimately be the bridge between the PGA Tour and the Live Tour because he's so well-liked um, throughout the golf world. But at the end of the day, there's still a, a big group of PGA Tour uh, truther fans that are going to hate this guy no matter what. So uh, I that, that I would say that was the biggest layup, like not a, not a shitty pick, but that's pretty much the most obvious. And by the way, um, this PGA Tour live deal is supposed to get done by December 31st. So we may be doing tick, an emergency. Tick, 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 <laughs> we may be doing an emergency pod sometime in the next few days because if it doesn't get done, I mean, either way, it's big news because that means then the PGA Tour is uh, fielding calls from other investment groups, which we've previously heard about, to invest, you know, inject billions of dollars into uh, the PGA Tour. So either way, it's going to be big, big news if the deal gets done or if it doesn't get done. Um, I think everybody kind of wants it to get done, all golf fans. But at the end of the day, uh, whatever it is, it's going to be big news. So we may be discussing that sometime in the next few days. Yeah, just some sort of wrap-up and forward motion from the two and maybe taking away some of the divisive. But I think, you know, this has kind of just popped into my mind. Don't want to go too deep down this rabbit (laughs) hole, but do you think it's going to piss PGA Tour players that have stayed true off more if this deal comes in and is, like, very cohesive and basically rewards all the live players for going to live and allows them to do things that they wouldn't have been able to do originally. And then yeah. what, what are the PGA tour players going to get back from that? That were like steadfast. I'm staying on the tour. Tony Finau, we thought was basically guaranteed to live. You know, you can't believe in everything you see on the internet these days. I, even though I tend to uh, sometimes, but you know, we thought him and Hatton would be announced any moment. Neither have been. And then Tony came out and basically anybody on tour right now that hasn't openly said i'm not going to live even as we see saw rom's comments that were not directly that you have to expect they're being offered something oh yeah absolutely and like we'll get into it but the ian poulter billy horschel exchange this weekend i think made everybody realize like if you didn't already know uh everybody has a number you know everybody can be bought and if you're if you're denying that, then you're lying. Like, let's just be real. Uh, but yeah, I think there might be some sort of like PGA tour set up for like back pay for some of those guys. Not necessarily. They're not going to get the big contracts that, you know, the guys that went to live already got, but they, they, I think part of the money being injected into the tour by whoever it is, is going to supply more guaranteed money and, and some sort of, you know, back pay in the form of, compensating the current PGA Tour players who have stayed steadfast in their loyalty to the tour. Yeah, they there has to be or else everyone will want to Everybody go to looks live. like the biggest everybody's kicking themselves. It's yeah. not on the live tour. Yeah, and live tour becomes 
immediately bigger than the PGA Tour, and all the players, the best players leave, and then you got Jed Morgan playing on the PGA Tour. Shooting 85. Um, well, I'm going to stick my villain of the year. I'm going to stick with a live tour player. I'm going Brooks Kepka. Uh, he loves to be hated. He does not give a shit what you think about him. Um, and he, him being the captain of the four aces, I think is it the, he's the four aces, correct? Or is he smash? No, smash. He's smash. Um, I still can't keep all those team names straight. Yeah. Well, going into playing into this villain role, he, had Ricky Fowler, Xander Schauffele, all the dudes at the Ryder, the U.S. Ryder Cup team in the Smash shirts. Yep, yeah. I, see, I love that shit. And uh, it kind of started with him openly having an issue with Matthew Wolf, his teammate, saying, quote-unquote, he has wasted his talent because he was struggling with off-the-course, like, mental health issues. And, I mean, I think that kind of came to light. I don't necessarily know the the sequences of that, but... Matthew Wolf took some leave for, you know, struggling mentally. Um, but ultimately, Brooks Kepka sounded like he really didn't care and just kind of tossed him. And then Matthew Wolf got traded uh, in one of the most like lopsided trades. Whatever they gave up for him or whatever they got in return was going to be more than uh, what they gave up for Wolf because he played like shit all year. Um, but that's just kind of Brooks. Like he's not afraid to speak out against another player or whatever. He's the team captain. And honestly, like I could see him being kind of a leader in the locker room if he played a quote unquote team sport. Cause he's just the kind of dude that sets the tone. He doesn't really care if you, if he hurts your feelings, whatever. Um, but then he goes out at the masters has a lead going into Sunday. Can't close it out. Or was he tied for the lead? No, he was leading. Was he, okay, he was yeah, leading. he was in the lead, loses it. Uh, John Rahm ultimately wins the Masters, but then he turns right around and wins the next major at the PGA uh, to keep this major streak going when, you know, when we watched Full Swing, we didn't know if we were ever going to see this dude get back to the form he was in, you know, the last four or five years. So to see him go out, win another major, he's well within the fold of being a top five, top 10 player in the world and just a big big game hunter like the dude can't miss it majors yeah it'll be fun to see if half of the major winners from 20 in 2024 looking forward you know we're looking back but just taking a peek into the crystal ball and we do this episode in 365 or so days is i bet at least two of the major winners in 2024 are live players yeah just the top end talent and like you said the big game hunters the guys like cam smiths and the guys that have won plenty of majors before it's it's a i would say it's a lock i'd say it's one and a half is that maybe two is the number um you're probably going for a tie there but one and a half at least i would guess is like a betting number that live players will win i would take that action yeah and i wonder you know we um do a lot of our betting through bet three six five Bet365, use code ALLCITY at sign up. Um, we do all of our golf betting through Bet365. We're going to get back on the wagon. Uh, that is the betting wagon for golf. Um, we've been on the drinking wagon all Christmas break. Uh, but we're going to get it back on the wagon with Bet365 coming up next week for when we preview the Century Tournament of Champions, which will not feature a lot of the champions, including the reigning champion um, in Hawaii in early january of 2024 but if you use that code all city at sign up you can choose between two offers a first bet safety net of a thousand dollars or bet five dollars get 115 bonus bets when you sign up with that code all city golf bets like i mentioned have the each way bet so you can place uh an each way bet doubles your wager and splits your bet into one bet on the player winning and then another on the player placing you can choose between first through third first through fifth first through seventh so if they're winning you're also cashing that other additional bet as well you can even win uh if the player does not come in first just select a winner set your wager check off each way and place your bet must be 21 plus please gamble responsibly if you're someone you know has a gambling problem and wants to help call or text 1-800-GAMBLER also want to tell you guys about our friends out down at burrito express we will be down at the waste management in arizona i think i'm going to be at putting world here in a couple weeks uh, late January for an event down there at Putting World. Uh, and I'm going to hit up Burrito Express. It's our favorite spot to get breakfast burritos, lunch burritos, drunk burritos. Uh, I mean, dinner burritos. Um, and we always hit up Burrito Express when we go down to Arizona. I'm looking forward to that. 
we finally got snow up here on the day after Christmas, of course. Christmas Day was like snowing a little bit, so it was a little bit of yeah, a good Yeah, it snowed feel. before Christmas, after Christmas, just not on Christmas. Yeah, and I like the, the feel of snow for a few days here and there, but definitely can't wait to get down to Arizona where it's warm, play some golf, and hit up Burrito Express. They have six locations all around the state of Arizona, so make sure to check them out if you're down there at a bachelor party, whatever it ends up being, playing some golf, eating some burritos. Breakfast burrito before a round of golf is just, it's a must-have. Elite. Because when you're going to drink multiple beers, multiple seltzers, whatever it ends up being, um, you're definitely going to want to have as much burrito stress and in your stomach as possible, especially when you're drinking Breckenridge Distillery Whiskey. (laughs) Um, Well done. Once again, if you did not get that Christmas present of whiskey, make sure to go get it. I think we're going up to Breck this weekend. We're going to check out the distillery, do some tastings, uh, make my five-month-old son drive home. Because we're all going to be in the bag, and he's—it's going to be responsibly. It's going to be slow enough on I seventy that you know he can. We can just crawl home. Yeah, he can handle it. He can handle uh, the the gas pedal and steering a little bit. But no, Breckenridge Distillery is not only the highest distillery in the entire United States, but one of the most highly rated with their high rye mash bourbon whiskey. I'm going to be drinking a ton of it this weekend. Um, shout out to the winners of the Breck Suite. Um, they are going to be stay- watching the Broncos Chargers game with Jer- Jared Stidham starting this weekend uh, from the Breck Distillery Suite, Unlimited Drinks. Um, they- Breck always has contests like that all year round. So make sure to check out BreckenridgeDistillery.com. And you can get that in all 50 states, even though it's a Colorado brand and it's and it's distilled here in Colorado with that great mountain water. It's all over the country. You can get it in Hawaii. Hawaii and Alaska. Alaska. Wow. Have you seen Breck at your local liquor store in New Jersey where you recently moved? Um, I have not. I might have to request it. Oh, they they straight up don't have it or they, they... I, I have not looked hard enough for it yet. Okay. I have not bought any whiskey out there. Okay. So you need to get back on the whiskey train. I do. It is whiskey and soup season right now for sure. And it's Keep like you warm everything when you go to a, a bar or, you know, even a, just a restaurant, just a nice whiskey always sounds so good with a meal. I did have a little Breck whiskey last night before dinner, kept the stomach nice and warm. Yeah. You were supposed to shoot it and you didn't. It was kind of sad. It was on the rocks. I like, I like to sip it. It's good quality stuff. It is. It is good quality stuff from Breckenridge Distillery. Check them out. BreckenridgeDistillery.com. All right. Next award. I will start this one off. Uh, This is going to be the best social media follow. Now, there's obviously some great posts, um, and there's great meme accounts. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at Big Drive Energy. Follow us on Instagram at Big Drive Energy Pod, and on TikTok, Big Drive Energy. Um, Shameless plug. But these are some of the best social media follows from the PGA Tour or Live Golf. Um, I Obviously, Max Homa, we know, is kind of... One of the there's OGs. the obvious ones like yeah. the the Joel Damon is a pretty good one, um, yeah. I, I would say Max and Joel are the two kind of obvious, but we're gonna go a little bit off the beaten path with these ones. Um, so I'll start this one out. This is a guy I just started following this year, and he's grown his following a ton. And it's not just one way or the other. He, you know, Max kind of leaned into the like making fun of people's swings, which is great, great content. Um, but Michael Kim is going to win my best social media follow. And we have a tweet uh, from him here. If you're not with us on the YouTube, check it out. YouTube.com, Big Drive Energy Golf. Uh, his tweet, this time I need your guys' advice. Because he does give advice, which is a fun part of his Twitter. Um, he'll send out videos of him analyzing your swing. But he says, this time I need your guys' advice. I have a couple of bachelor parties coming up, and I've never even hit a golf ball drunk. What should I expect and possible pitfalls of playing golf drunk? Um, and there's some great like responses to it and stuff where people are like, I think the, one of the first ones was like, you're going to hit the ball like prime tiger woods. Once that, you know, you get to that perfect that focus, buzz. Yeah. Does it surprise you at all? Now we don't know Michael Kim personally. I've tweeted him like 14 times trying to get him on this podcast. He still hasn't come on, but Mike, if you're listening, we need you. Um, you want our best social media follow, so why don't you hop on to our... Yeah, uh, come accept your award. E- exactly. It's right here for you. Um, but have, does that surprise you that he's never hit a golf ball drunk? Yeah. No, that's, I feel like every golfer at some point has played drunk, so that's that's pretty surprising. Honestly, I respect the 
the restraint because I'm sure he's had multiple opportunities to uh, partake in the the drunk golfing and he just hasn't. But you know, it's also like a work thing for them. Like obviously nobody's out there to tell them they can't do it, but takes a little bit of self discipline to treat it like work and and just uh, take your job seriously, which. You know, it's not everybody does that. <laughs> yeah, that that is accurate. <laughs> I, it's funny to think too with like his friend group or a friend group. Uh, a lot of bachelor parties that I've been on, mine included, were golf centric. You know, you kind of pick a place you want to play golf, and then you you know it's usually warm, uh, depending upon the time of year you go. And um, there's actually a tweet that was like, bachelor parties are separated into three categories. <laughs> Do you like doing drugs on the golf course? Do you like doing drugs in the woods? Or do you like doing drugs in the club? And like, it's a perfect, you know, I'm a, I'm a golf course kind of guy, but I wonder what it's like going to a bachelor party with a PGA tour player when you're playing golf. That like they're just absolutely fire. just, you know, dominating the whole field. Yeah. And how have his buddies not gotten him so drunk to like even up the the playing field? Yeah. That was the only know, way it's even close. Yeah. None of his buddies are anywhere near as good as him unless he's going out on a bachelor party with a bunch of PGA tour players, uh, which I highly doubt, but yeah, that, that would be the quickest way to even the playing field. Yeah. And some of his other tweets, uh, that I have here, basically, uh, this is a good one. My brother ran into a coworker who's a big golf fan. Here's that his younger brother is a PGA tour pro coworker goes, Oh wow. Is your younger brother, Tom Kim? No. Is he Siwoo Kim? Uh, no. What's his name? Michael Kim. Oh, I don't know that guy. <laughs> So just he has he mixes in some comedy, he mixes in some swing, very help. informative stuff, informative uh, content. Yeah, and just a great all around follow. One of the other ones I have here, it's too long to read, and I'm not going to do it. But basically, he goes into what it's like to have a club deal on the PGA Tour, and goes through a full gamut, a whole thread of what it's like to have a club deal, how many clubs you have to have, you know, a whole bunch of different options for the players and what it looks like. Um, and so it's cool. He mixes it up. He does a good job of mixing it up between comedy, um, talking about himself. He compared himself the other day to Markel Fultz on Twitter. Uh, he said that they were both, he, Markel Fultz was the number one pick. He won player of the year at Cal, and then they both resurrected their careers in Orlando. So... <laughs> I mean, That's pretty good. I like that. Not a bad, yeah. I mean, he won in 2018, but he, Michael Kim is a classic guy that's just like very comfortably on the PGA Tour, but he's won once in five years ago, but you can make a living, Kevin Kisner style, not winning on the PGA Tour for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He's done a good job of that. Um, so my follow of the year, I've talked about him before. Uh, he is a Eng Englishman. Um, I didn't want to mess that up because I know he's going to watch. Uh, Eddie Pepperall, he's my Twitter follow of the year. Um, he just tweets about his dogs a lot, which I like. He has like a Vishla. Is that a, a, you know what I'm talking about? I'm not a big. Like the real short hair looking. They're kind of ugly, but they're kind of cute. They look like wrinkled, like kind of wrinkly. Um, but they're like hunting, like herding dogs. Anywho, tweets a lot of pictures of his dogs. Um, always is super open about he tweets anywhere from politics to live stuff to, uh, you know, just the weekly conditions on the tour. Um, and then he tweets a lot about his dogs. So, uh, do we have his one tweet pulled up? Yes. So this is, uh, him. He just bought a house in the English countryside. It looks like <laughs> this is him mowing on his ride, riding lawnmower. And what did he say? It's this thing slower than my club head speed. Uh, got a new toy. It's about as fast as my club head speed, but I like it. Others just find it funny. He's waving like the queen riding his lawnmower. Um, and his wife is just losing it. So uh, one of the most self-deprecating dudes on the tour will be honest when he's playing like shit. Uh, will be honest when he plays well. So I just enjoy the follow. And... Also, whenever I read a br somebody like a British person's tweet, I read it like in a British voice and I just kind of appreciate that. Yeah, it's anybody talking in a British accent is immediately like a more interesting, more interesting and way funnier. They yeah. can say the same shit we'd say, but you say it like that and it makes it and their terminology is just top notch. Yeah, they they just sound so much more sophisticated than we do. Yeah, like. When I was in London, some I was waiting for a beer, and somebody asked me if I was in the queue. I was like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> yeah. I had to like take a second to figure out what he was saying. And I said, yes, I'm in line. Mm -hmm. It's classic American. Yeah. When you came back, I was like, did you enjoy the bars? You're like, yeah, we hit the pubs. I'm like, oh my God, just call them bars. Like they call them pubs. Yeah. But when it's on the like front of the thing, you got to, you know, it's a pub. Whatever. All right. Next, we're going to get into um, the best social media feud. Uh, there's multiple of these, of course. Um, honorable mention for Phil Mick Phil Mickelson versus Brandel Shambly. It's always a constant battle. And I was actually looking through some tweets from back in like 2016, and it wasn't always like this. Shambly was talking about how great Phil Mickelson was, how, you know, basically at one point he said, I think this is when Phil went to live. He said that the PGA Tour just lost out on what could have been one of the greatest commentators ever in Phil Mickelson. So Brandel Chamblee and Phil haven't always been, um, you know, directly against each other and, and feuding, but that's kind of our honorable mention. We have a tweet here um, that gets into the Billy Horschel and uh, Ian Poulter feud. This is very recent. So um, Ian Poulter tweeted something about his club head speed and then Billy Horschel quote tweets it uh, with his stats from 2020 to 2021 and 2021 to 2022, uh, basically calling him out, saying his club head speed isn't as fast as he thinks it is. Um, because Ian Poulter basically got into it with My Golf Spy. If you haven't heard of My Golf Spy, it's great follow. Great follow, but it, it's a what is a third party independent scenario where they test all the golf clubs. Quote so, unquote independent. I think they're slowly being bought by brands. Yeah, we've the older you get, you figured out nothing is independent anymore and and someone has a hand in something. But My Golf Spy is a good follow and they had a tweet about uh the longest golf balls going into 2022 or, or excuse me 2024. Jesus, see. 2021's <laughs> just year I'm stuck in. Um and talked about the Pro V1, the Mizuno, Vice, and then Holter quote tweeted it with, this is so funny, my own swing speed is 115. I carry it 290 to 295. So unless those yardages are set landing on a runway or up Mount Everest, they're all wrong. All numbers given should be carry, and also launch conditions need to be stated. And then a bunch of people, you know, kind of went at him uh, for what he said, and, you know, the Majestics co-captain, if you will. But then he quote tweeted it with... Uh, he well, Billy, tweeted the Billy Horschel tweet uh, when he said he was exaggerating his clubhead speed and said, it's all right, Billy. I'm normally okay with numbers. So I got it wrong by about 9 million miles per hour difference that you asked for to come join Liv. What's a few numbers between friends? <laughs> so, I, you know, is that true? 45 Maybe, million? Or no, I, he's saying like he asked for 9 million a year probably to yeah, come to Liv. Yeah, okay. That, yeah, that sounds correct. And so oh, a great tweet from Poltz there just to get a little shot in his boy Billy. Um, that got almost 2 million views. But they, it was kind of fun, but also a few digs in there. Yeah. Which you oh, know it's like a little bit of a feud. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And they're probably still buddies, but, you know, take your shots where you can. Um, and Poulter is just an all-time good Twitter troll. I also enjoy following him. Um, my Twitter feud... I would say uh, is just Rory McIlroy against uh, everybody on Twitter, <laughs> against all live fans, against the PG. I, I think Rory's kind of backed into a corner now where he's pissed off, obviously, live tour fans, but he's also kind of pissed off PJ tour fans a little bit um, because some people just don't understand kind of the sacrifices he's made. Oh, smooth move. Didn't break um, it. You're not even drunk. Uh, so Rory, yeah. a few of his tweets, um, he actually just tweeted in December, uh, this dude's talking about how Rory's singing a different tune now that Rom is not going to be on the Ryder Cup. And Rory goes, which is very true. We didn't need any of the others in Rome and we didn't miss them. We, we will certainly miss and need John at Beth page. So all he's thinking about is trying to win the Ryder Cup. Um, and that's why he's now all of a sudden changing his tune. And then Rory, uh, taking a pretty, um, you know, unwarranted shot at Henrik Stenson. And if you follow us on Twitter, I quote tweeted it, but he said the best thing to happen to the 2023 Euro Ryder Cup team was Henrik going to live. Um, so I don't know what, what exactly Henrik has done to Rory, but I don't think it's, uh, I don't think he likes, I, I, I think he just feels very alienated because he stuck his neck out for the PGA Tour and 
uh, he is not getting really in return what he uh, thinks he should get. So, yeah, Rory is in a corner where he's propped up by the PGA Tour, but when the PGA Tour falls, he's no longer as propped up as he originally was. So now he's he, his empire, if you will, is starting to crumble a little bit. And really, he was always a fan favorite, but that's slowly becoming as more fans decide like decide who they want to watch and who they want to root for and they see where he's at with his career in the PGA Tour. Yeah. He he's slowly falling off of that clip. Um a few more we'll get into here. Uh best best soundbite of the year. And um my my soundbite is from uh we played it a few weeks ago. We have it here Eric Van Ruyen winning. Um his friend passed away just a few days later, but Eric Van Ruyen winning the um was it the 3m in minnesota no 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 oh jesus this is great that's great this Uh, is good on our part um oh spencer's scrolling uh my soundbite we don't need to play it It was john rom talking about how there needs to be more toilets (laughs) worldwide technology championship oh okay is what air van reen won we'll play his prestige worldwide in uh empowering speech here talking about his friend crying winning um his friend crying winning no his friend period comma crying, crying comma winning and just an incredible Sorry. moment of um, also the greatest mustache i was calm because uh, there's bigger stuff in life than golf um if you look at my ball we've got you know there's a little music note it's a little faded now but there's a little music notes on there and, and initials jt and it's for john trasmar our best friend Who's got melanoma and he's not going to make it? Um, and right, every shot out there crying, today. So we, can, uh, we can pause that bad boy. But yeah, yeah shut it down. Greatest soundbite for me was him winning with all that he had going on and, and then doing that interview. And, you know, you re- there's times in sports when you realize that players and athletes are just humans too. And that was one of those moments. And so it just felt really good for him to win, obviously, but to do it right before his friend passed away, then he went to the hospital afterwards his friend passed away a few days later so yeah great that, sound bite that was some heavy stuff i went a little bit on the lighter note like i said we don't need to play it but it was basically just john rom uh complaining about the pga tour not having enough porta potties because he quote can't control when he needs to go to the bathroom yeah, i think which, we've all been there we have uh, multiple times especially with the like what we've the, around this, this time of yeah. year yeah it's not great. it can happen at any time all right uh biggest surprise for me in 2023 was lucas glover uh, winning back-to-back tournaments in August, he won the Wyndham Championship, followed by the FedEx St. Jude. He made just a shade under $5 million in those two events and made $6.4 million this entire year, uh, more than double on any season on the PGA Tour. So this is a fun little stat for Lucas Glover. He began his professional career in 2001. What do you think his official money was in 2001? Once again, this year he made $6.4 million. To, to stay on tour, like just... Um, I'll say two million. In two thousand one, yeah. his official money on the PGA Tour was six thousand one hundred and eighty dollars. Oh my god! He made over a thousand times what he made on the PGA Tour twenty twenty two years later. But no way he kept his card. Well, it, he probably already. I mean, I didn't get that deep into it, but that was his official okay, money. Yeah, yeah 20, that's what he made. Yeah, like he could have had his card for two years or whatever, but his official yeah. money in twenty twenty and twenty two thousand and one. Shit. 2001 was $6,180, and he this past year he made 6.4, uh, winning back-to-back tournaments as a dude that basically was a forgotten. Looking through all his career earnings, he was just down, you know, in the and he's still making 700000 a year, but not winning tournaments. Goes and wins two back-to-back events right before the playoffs. Yep. Just an incredible surprise um, from a dude that everybody kind of wrote off, and now he's going to ride the PGA Tour for the next couple of years after his big dubs. Yeah, he, he got the putter straightened out, and sometimes that's all it takes. Uh, my biggest surprises were two first-time major winners, Brian Harmon at the Open Championship and our childhood playing partner, Wyndham Clark, winning the U.S. Open. Uh, Har- def- definitely different points in their career. You know, Harmon was considering giving up the game, I guess Wyndham kind of was too, <laughs> you know, diff- but definitely different ages, different points in their career, but both to go out and win majors this year, uh, Harmon dominated and kind of Wyndham dominated the U S open. So a couple of dominating major wins for two, two dudes that have never done it before. 
very impressed. Yeah, huge win for Wyndham Clark. He won twice this year. Uh, also, how much more opposite could those two be? Like, Wyndham's like the longest driver on the tour, and Harmon is probably middle of the pack, if not below average. Um, Size-wise, definitely Harmon's, you know, uh, smaller dude, not very muscular. Surprised he didn't blow away in that that English wind over there. Uh, and and Wyndham's kind of ripped. Like, he's he hits it a long ways. He's jacked. Good looking dude, man rocket. Got to give him credit. Yeah. Big, big win for uh, our home state of Colorado in the game of professional golf for sure. Uh, my best win of the year is going to go to Nick Taylor winning the RBC Canadian Open. Uh, big for him because obviously winning on his home soil hasn't been done in 20 plus years, but they, we kind of touched on it a few pods ago. They changed the entire logo of the tournament to him winning. He hit a 72 yarder for Eagle. Uh, 72 footer excuse me jesus 72 yarder. yarder would have been insane 72 footer for eagle on the 72nd hole uh to claim that title won us a 70 to one bet a lot of 70s in here kind of looks not like my golf scorecard <laughs> at the end of the year um but maybe the front nine he, he was he was definitely that was my best win of the year i like that um i would have to say my best my favorite win of the year uh, besides those two majors I just mentioned was Victor Hovland at the tour championship. Um, the dude, I'll just jump into it real quick. He's one of my emerging stars along with Ludwig Aberg, Ober. Uh, but those two are my emerging stars definitely in different, um, different ways. Cause Victor, I think is now definitely a major contender, um, definite top three player in the world, if not number one. Um, and then Aubert, like coming from college to now being an established PJ tour guy with the capability of winning any week. So, uh, definitely two names that people got familiar with this year in the game of golf. Yeah. Him, the, like our picture here on the thumbnail, if you're on YouTube, once again, check it out. Um, but Ludwig and Victor, Victor, obviously winning the tour championship was huge. You won back-to-back events, but then dominating in the Ryder Cup just being that you know that new guy like Rory's always been the dominant guy and now he's kind of passing that torch a little bit of course he's still going to be the voice as as long as he's just semi past his prime but guys like Aberg and Aubert and uh there you go Victor Hovland are going to be the guys that carry the uh, Euros in the Ryder Cup you know we'd be remiss to mention their not mention the Ryder Cup Europe taking it home but um I I had uh, to be well sorry go ahead yeah uh beth page is gonna be fire my biggest heel this is just a quick one patrick cantlay joe lacava the whole Ryder cup situation um loved that just for us getting our shit kicked in the Ryder cup that was probably like the one moment for the u.s team that was like okay this is dope yeah if that would have brought back the win it would have been unbelievable. unbelievable huge turning point um you got anything else there? No, let's finish this episode up with our mulligan of the week. I'll start it off. So uh, as we talked about on Festive Friday, make sure to check those out every Friday. We do. Uh, I, I've drafted light shows, and um, we've been to a few light shows here in the last couple of weeks, brought the kid along. Uh, he's really into all of the lights, but he we took his... Um, we took his t- took him to the zoo lights and the botanical garden lights. Zoo lights, um, if you're a new parent and you haven't figured out the stroller, do it before it's dark. Because I'll tell you what, I was trying to get him out and in the stroller, and it's dark right around the zoo. I couldn't like get him in the stroller properly. I uh, locked the wheels and almost fell over said stroller. Um, he almost got buck- bundled into the stroller. <laughs> Got bucked out of it. Um, so test the stroller out. Make sure you got it dialed before you get somewhere where it's dark or you're in a panic situation where he needs to get in it, he or she, and you can't fucking put it together because that's where I was. That's totally fair. Um, my mulligan of the week is me just constantly like trimming my own hair. Uh, I need, I'm getting a haircut tomorrow. Uh, but it's just one of those where, you know, if you can't get a haircut, you see a random hair here or there, and then you start trimming, like I trim up by my ears and then it just gets to the point where I'm sure the lady cutting my hair is gonna be like, what did you do? Like Spencer, I had Spencer shave like the areas of my neck that hair grow down. Cause I'm just gross like that. Uh, but 
it's just kind of a hodgepodge all the way around. So I just need a haircut. Um, the top actually looks fire. If you're on the YouTube, uh, look at that. The lettuce looks clean, but it's more of the sides in the back that really just bugged the shit out of me. Also, the mustache looks great. Not going to lie. Not quite Eric Van Ruyen, but solid mustache. I do. I may say so myself. <laughs> Thank you, you, sir. I'm glad you're getting a haircut so you can clean it up a little bit. On, on yeah, the at least one of us can uh, have decent looking hair. Dude, my hair is, I got my curls today, dude. It's a good, <laughs> uh, it's a good hair day. For it me. is a good hair day for you. Marissa, do you have a, a mulligan of the week this week? It can be quick. I uh, I don't own a cat. And I've been taking care of a cat this week. I'm allergic to him, so I can't touch him or anything. I just go in and I feed the cat and then I run out really quick. What a disaster. Um, but I'm supposed to clean the litter box. And no one told me that you just get a little shovel and you put it into a trash bag and then you call it. I took the whole thing with the sand and like tried to dump it into a trash can and it got everywhere. Oh. And then I had to like call Christian to come help me. And he's looking at me like I'm the biggest dummy in the world because I didn't know that there was a shovel that said shovel right here with instructions <laughs> on how to do it. And then I used the rest of the powder, like the sand, to put back in there. And I used all of the lady's sand that we're watching her cat, which apparently... So now you're going to have to go buy more. Yeah, now i got to go buy sand. So uh, well, I, I hate cats. At so. least you didn't... Agreed. I, when you started that story, I thought you were going to say, so I just started reaching in there and pulling the shit out. <laughs> no, so no, no. at least you tried to dump the whole thing. That was probably... But it's expensive. Like, I it, didn't even know that the sand costs that much. I thought cats inflation. were supposed to be easy. Yeah, I'm so glad I'm past the cat days. Yeah, I hate Never cats. will enter that. Um, scenario again no i'm good well we hope you enjoyed the last episode of 2023 the regular episode check us out on festive fridays on youtube and wherever you get your podcasts make sure if you're listening give us a rating um, that always helps us out we appreciate you guys tuning in for another year looking forward to a great one in 2024 we're going to be covering live events we're going to be covering pga tour events um, we're going to be playing a lot of golf hopefully that's the key uh, going into 2024 and uh, hopefully a year long for the ride. We appreciate you all tuning in. We'll talk to you guys next year. <laughs> Peace. Peace.